Saturday morning cartoons were awesome. From the 1960s through the 1990s, we kicked off each weekend in a frenzy of animation that is unmatched today. But were these shows actually any good? Join us as we dig into the history of your favorite and not so favorite Saturday morning cartoons, look at the good, the bad, and the ugly of each one, and determine if our nostalgia matches the reality when it comes to these tunes. So stay in your PJs, grab a bowl of cereal, and settle in. I'm John. And I'm Robert. And this is Toon Talk. So John. Yeah. I got to check. Did you unpack your adjectives? I did. It uh, it wasn't as fun as Conjunction Junction. <laughs> make sure you leave a little elbow room and we'll, yeah. uh, we'll make this thing happen. And that's a verb. That's what's happening. <laughs> that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. Something a little bit different this time. Right. It's a little different for us, but it's the 50th anniversary mm-hmm. of Schoolhouse Rock, which debuted in 1973, so... I thought we should give this one a whirl. Yeah, only perfect, only only fitting, and yeah, this is going to be this is this was a fun one to dig into. It's it was because I remember these clearly from yeah, my childhood. Definitely, like I said, something different than it's you know these short, quick segments, and yeah, right. Let the it's all about the music. The music is amazing. Yeah, yeah, so, and I know you love it because you'd be jazzed about it, <laughs> right? Because there's a lot of jazz music in this. Yeah, well, I mean, how how well? I mean, you just said you remember how well do you do you remember like as you're walking through watching through these again like oh yeah i remember that oh i could sing along with a lot of them you know i'm like i remember this one yeah and i have these visions where i saw the animation like oh that's why i remember that it was in that thing you know (laughs) like interplanet janet i'm like i remember what she looked like but i couldn't i couldn't remember the context sure i saw it i'm like oh that's yeah. where that rocket hair thing came from. <laughs> the curly-haired rocket. The curly-haired yeah. rocket, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, re- I remember it very clearly. Um, and, and a lot of the music I remember, heard it a million times. Sure. So, yeah, this is this is fun. This is this is definitely a little walk down uh, memory lane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed this a lot. Yeah, so, well, with Schoolhouse Rock, it, appropriately be- enough, began with a kid who's having trouble memorizing his multiplication tables. Right. So you have the advertising executive named David McCall, who's watching his son struggle with multiplication. And simultaneously, he's thinking, like, this kid can rattle off music lyrics without a hitch. Sure. So why, if we set math to music, maybe he will have a better go at this. Right. Which sounds logical. I mean, if if, if your kid can prattle off, like, every word from tie a yellow ribbon or, like, touch me in the morning or anything else from 1973, he should be able to remember that, you know, three times. Yeah, well, I've seen, you know, we've all seen studies that say that if you're good at music, you're probably good at math, too, or vice versa, you know, because the, the brain absorbs music and math the same way. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Not to me, but, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Maybe that's why I wasn't good at music or math. <laughs> it's like looking at this kid like, you know, every word to the rock and pneumonia and the boogie woogie flu, but you can't do two times six. Come yeah. on, kid. Right. <laughs> let's, put, let's put this together. <laughs> well, so McCall would then take this idea and he'd shop it around and eventually he sold it to ABC, which... As we talked, our, all our uh, previous episodes talked about the FCC. Yeah. ACC, the ABC is very aware of potential changing regulations. And they see this prospect of a, this cartoon short that teaches kids something. And it's in line with you know their efforts to kind of get out ahead of these increasing FCC regulations. Thinking like, well, okay, we've got to have more educational content right. with, with these cartoons we're showing. So they, they jumped all over it. They actually added, they, they liked it so much and it worked so well for them that they ended up adding other things like, remember, Time for Timer? That, yeah. uh That weird um, yellow guy who's like pushing cheese on kids like he's like, someone's going to break his thumbs if he doesn't make his quota. Right. <laughs> yeah, that guy was kind of creepy. <laughs> time for Timer. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they, they, I mean, this was like the beginning of all those little things that would pop up. Nothing clearly was ever as popular as Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. But it would go from there. So ABC would bring in musician and composer uh, Robert Doro. I, th- I believe it's Doro. I could have that wrong. That's how I read it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so he was brought in as the, the musical director and he did for the, at least the original slate of episodes. Yep. And then he would stay on with, with the series the rest of the way. Yeah. Um, he sang lead for the first 11 episodes, all focused on multiplication. There are two episodes that would feature established jazz singer Grady Tate, and then one with Blossom Deary, who had been a longtime jazz singer. And 
then Dora would also have the uh, the songwriting credits for the first series. Right. It debuted on ABC on January 6th, 1973 with the uh, the Three is a Magic Number, which kind of has been one of the most like most popular endearing. Ones. Yeah. <laughs> but um and then it would kind of go every week from there with a new one and then they just kind of ran in rotation. It was popular enough that they picked it up for a second season almost immediately and actually they debuted that same year in the fall with focus on grammar like specifically nouns verbs adjectives adjectives other parts of speech so it was yeah it was it was a hit from from the get-go very popular yeah so the the grammar season would have uh, seven specific episodes to start with they would actually end up two later but um and then doro actually took a step back as like the lead performer and it was really you had jack shelton was introduced um who I think his voice is now synonymous with sure. Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lynn Ahrens, Ezra Mohawk, and then Blossom Deary also returned um, for, you know, she had to unpack her adjectives yes. during season yeah. two. Um, and then both of the season's episodes then just would run in a loop or just kind of run periodically every Saturday morning. Right. Through um, 19, into 1975. In between other shows. And... Yeah. 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 And so they, they end up, again, it's going so well, third season. And at this point, they're looking at it like, well, the bicentennial is coming up. We've done multiplication. We've done grammar. Let's do history. Right. And so they shift. American history. Yes, American history. They, they go to promote the country's history and then the government, the, right. the, the setup. Um, and so on September 20th, 1975, season three debuts. And it's pretty much the same vocalist as season two. It's 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 all about the same. Um, the only real notable addition for that that season was Sue Manchester, who sang uh, the lead for an episode called Elbow Room, and that's an episode that requires its own little discussion. Yes, later. later yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've got that on my list. History, history is an interesting season. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that's there's. It was seventies schoolhouse history. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in a particularly interesting time. Yes. When, when other history is starting to be pushed to the forefront. Right. They kind of ignored it and stayed yep. with what they were doing. But, yep. Um, it kept going for season four, and this time it's science. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about the human body, astronomy, electricity, things like that. Electricity, electricity. I remember that. And I, I forgot... Like that's pretty much the whole song. Yeah, there's like a there's lines here and there, but it's, it's Benjamin it is, Franklin was flying a kite and discovered electricity. And electricity. It is, it is built on repeating that over yeah. and over. And that's and over. why I remember and it now. It is so catchy. Fifty years later, <laughs> um, season five then pushed them into the eighties, and they have a a very short four episode run called Scooter Computer and Mister Chips, which is all about computers. Uh, but that one actually they, they kind of. Be, pulled fairly quickly that's why they only did four because yeah. computers at that time technology advanced so quickly that all these these cartoons became obsolete very by the time they finished them they were yeah obsolete. the animation was done it's like wow this is kind of useless now but they they ran them and then they pulled them um but in fact the entire series then would be off the air by 1985 it's not the end however right uh 1993 uh eight years later two new grammar segments were created the the busy prepositions and the tale of mr morton and they once again began airing in rotation with all the originals. So suddenly ABC is running, running them again. all again. Yeah. I mean, it seems random. But, right. But anyway, um, then two years later, a they came up with a completely new season. That's Money Rock. Right. Is what they called it. And so that aired with song focused on money management, taxes, things like that. Debt. Yeah. yeah. And they were all added in with the other songs. So ABC's running these, you know, they're they're... Comfortable with what they got, and then the Walt Disney Corporation steps in, purchases, uh, they, they acquire all of ABC. Right. And they decide they're going to completely redo Saturday mornings. Yeah. With two exceptions The Bugs Bunny and Tweety Show. Sure. And Schoolhouse Rock. Schoolhouse Rock stays. It's like these things, we're not pulling these things. These <laughs> People, are great. Kids love these, we're staying with them. Yeah. And at that point, then you've got a lot of nostalgia. They're 20 years. Uh, on the air and like i'm sure at this point some of the people who are making the decisions at abc or disney are like yeah let's keep that yeah (laughs) pretty good um but so ultimately it would it would stay there and in 2000 it's finally pulled again right again not the end of the story right things keep going because in two years later 2002 another new song i'm gonna send your vote to college 
is produced for the 30th anniversary VHS and DVD release. It was performed by, by Duro again, and then Jack Shelton. Yet again, it, it comes back. It's, you know, certain, you know, it's kind of floating around in VHS. And in 2008, there's another song called The Presidential Minute that debuted part of a 2008 uh, DVD Schoolhouse Rock election collection. And that was all the existing things that, that centered on songs related to the history and government. So a lot of like the history rock stuff and then a couple other things mixed in. Um, 2009, a whole new series comes out and it's focused on climate change. Um, but that was actually a standalone DVD release. It's never actually aired on television, on the airwaves. It was just kind of its own thing. And that's finally the actual end of the episodes being released. So up through 2009, new stuff is still kind of periodically coming out. Coming out. Yeah. But it's not the end of the series history. <laughs> um, first 1993 one of the yeah going back a little bit uh, there was a stage show that was created called uh, Schoolhouse Rock Live which debuted in Chicago um, live performances of various songs from the series it would move off Broadway um, back to Chicago at one point and it's still actually performed by local theater companies and schools the only other thing that seems worth talking about are, are two tribute albums that came out in the 90s Schoolhouse Rock Rocks, right? Which I know you were familiar with. You actually yep, shared it your to CD you. with yeah. me, uh, and that was all. Um, that was released in 1996 with uh, all these proceeds going to the Children's Defense Fund. That that was contemporary artists of the time. You had yeah. Moby, Pavement, Blind Melon, yep. Better Than Ezra, and actually the Blind Melon component is interesting because I believe it was the last, if not one of the last, performance in studio performances by Shannon Hoon. Oh, the lead possibly. singer, the yeah. lead singer, Blind Melon, before he unfortunately took his life. Two years later, 1998, Schoolhouse Rocks the Vote was released, and that was a fundraiser for the Rock the Vote organization. That saw um, Isaac Hayes out of James, The Roots, and and Joan Osborne doing covers, and then as well, there's a, appearances by the original Schoolhouse Rock performers, um, Duro, Mohawk, and Tate, all doing new songs. So it was, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of history. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on, um, but what's interesting is, I mean, talk about those performers. I mean, they're all significant. I mean, yeah. their history is. Yeah, I mean, we don't we normally talk about voice actors. We're talking about the singers and the performers yeah. for this. Right. Yeah. These were not voice actors. These were musicians, right? right? And and songwriters. Mm -hmm. And some of them, you know, they didn't go out and just get somebody, can you sing? These were legitimate jazz Grammy-nominated musicians. Mm -hmm. Duro, for example, pianist, composer, songwriter, arranger, producer, obviously known for his work with Schoolhouse Rock, but also worked with uh, Miles Davis. Have you heard of him? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Miles Davis, um, Blossom Deary, who, who appears in this. Um, in 1974, received a Grammy nomination for his work in Schoolhouse Rock for Best Recording for Children. Hmm. He was on almost, he was involved in almost every season here, either as a performer or a writer. He wrote all the songs for Multiplication Rock for six eventual subject areas, including grammar, American science, money, and earth rock. We also have Blossom Deary, Grammy nomination for Best Recording for Children. And I heard her voice described one time as, a preschooler voice with postgraduate lyrics. Because <laughs> she sounds like a child yeah, when she sings. You know? She has this very childish voice. But yeah. I mean, and she's she covers, she's, I, I've got multiple um, tracks of her in my collection, just of her, like, of her jazz. singing standards, singing Cole Porter. I mean, she's yep. outstanding. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Outstanding. she didn't unpack your adjectives, yeah. you know. Um, and then Grady Tate, mm -hmm. who is a recognizable baritone mm -hmm. um, guy. I said baritone. Um, <laughs> and he appeared in I Got Six, the, the, the one about the number six. Mm -hmm. um, and that was the first to feature an African-American child as yep. the main character, um, which was cool. And um, all of these these people had worked with, you know, we always talk about the voice actors. Oh, did they work with so-and-so or they were on this? But these guys worked with all the greats of yeah. American jazz. Johnny Mercer, Miles Davis, Jack Segal, Johnny Mandel. Duncan Lamott, uh, Bob DeRoe, obviously, um, Jay Berliner, just some great jazz musicians mm -hmm. here. I mean, they went out and got the all-stars, yeah. you know. Also had a song by the Tokens, yeah. and the Tokens did The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a huge song in America. Everyone knows that song. Um, they were in Science Rock. Yeah, they're so they had about Gravity. Gravity, yeah. <laughs> so they had real musicians in this. This right. wasn't just, oh, let's find some voice actors who can sing. Like, right. we got some jazz musicians, and we're going to do this right. Mm -hmm. And it's super cool. 
because they're they're songs. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's not a plot to this essentially. I mean, each story has a little bit of a plot, but they're musical performances. They're songs, and then they drew the animation to match what was being said in the song. Mm-hmm. So yeah, from a voice actor standpoint, we're, we're not talking about actors here. We had musicians. Um, Jack Sheldon sang on Conjunction Junction. He was the voice of Louis the Lightning Bug, that electric safety PSAs. Remember oh, yeah. Louis the Lightning yeah. Bug? You look like a light bulb with wings. Yep. Yeah, that was um, Jack Sheldon, and he sang in some of these. I think he originally um, he was with the Merv Griffin show, too. I think he was a performer in the band. You're right. On Merv yep. Griffin. Yep, yeah. he was with Merv Griffin. Um, these guys just, I can't say enough about how good these guys were. And, and how and, f- they, they just, like, their performances fit the subject matter, too. Like, when yeah. you talk about, like, the history, and uh, you haven't mentioned her yet, but Ezra Mohawk, her, yeah. the way she sells suffering for suff- till suffrage. Yeah. I mean, that's just, oh, I know. She knocks it out of the park. And it, it's funny because you expect, like, oh, this is an educational song. It's going to be corny. Yeah. It's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of these songs, as the kids say, they slap. <laughs> you know, conjunction, junction, what's mm-hmm. your function? Yeah. You know, if you saw Saturday morning cartoons, you know the words to that song. Yeah. You know, and it so, comes on, you're going to, you know it. Yeah. You listen to it. It's just, it's in your brain. If you ever saw it once, it's, it's there. Um, I can't say conjunction without saying conjunction junction <laughs> and the verb what's happening you know with yep. the the black superhero which was super cool and and very edgy for for this time mm-hmm. it's a very distinct vibe yeah that kind of sets it apart from the other ones um and another one i want to mention is lynn ahern's um she did she sang a noun as a person place or thing mm-hmm. she was nominated for two academy awards two golden globes and several tony awards and emmys so she, if there was an EGOT for being nominated for things, she she was nominated for all the EGOT or Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tonys. So um, just an incredible musician and writer. She also wrote uh, Susical. Oh, She sure. wrote the book and the lyrics for Susical. Oh, wow. So she went on to really big things. Yeah. But yeah, I think it'd be fun because just to go through season by season, instead of just talking about our favorite episodes, let's let's break it down. Season one, what are your favorites? And then we'll go to go on season two, three, four, etc. Because there's just so many cool things yeah. um, in here to talk about. And I wouldn't want to jump around. Right. You know, so it doesn't make sense to do that. Just no. stick with the multiplication. Yeah. So I mean, what were your what are your highlights from from multiplication? Well, it's it's funny to me, like eleven episodes, but they use twelve numbers, right? And they start with number three. <laughs> and three is a magic number. And then my hero zero. And then elementary, my dear, is about the number two. And then the four-legged zoo, ready or not, here I come, is about number five. I got six, obviously about number six. That's the one with Grady Tate. He played with Quincy Jones. Did you know that? No. Yeah, he was the drummer for Quincy Jones. He also performed with Simon and Garfunkel, but not just with Simon and Garfunkel. He performed with Simon and Garfunkel at the concert in Central Park. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So it's not like he just like was a backup musician for them. Yeah, I like know. Exactly. One of the most important concerts in American music history. He was there and then he's on this cartoon. Um, Lucky Seven, Samson, about number seven. Figure eight, uh, that was Blossom Deary. Naughty number nine. And then The Good Eleven. I'm like, wait a minute, there's no number ten. Mm-hmm. Why did they go from nine to eleven? Well, My Hero Zero is actually about yeah. the power of ten. Yeah. And then the little twelve vetoes, which was great. But my that favorite, weird. Yeah, it's weird, but that's <laughs> what makes it great. It's like, how do we sing a song about twelve and not just talk about a thousand eggs? You yeah. Know? But I loved um, three is a magic number. Mm-hmm. Still one of my favorites. I just in the blind melon version is great. Yeah. Too. And then my hero zero was mm-hmm. you know <laughs> just cracked me up. <laughs> I re- I remember as a kid, I would I knew I could remember my multiplication table, especially. No, I mean, two was easy anyway, but three yeah. and four, five, and I mean, especially the and eight, because yeah. of the way that they present them, it's just like, like, it's really kind of quick and rapid succession. Yep. You know, it's like three, six, nine, 12, 15, 18. Yep. But then you have like the, the eight is very one times eight is eight, two times eight is 16. And it just kind of runs yep. through. And so like, and it's, you hear that song in your head, like when you get into like seven, yeah, seven, it's, it's a little... They try to put more of a story behind it, like this lucky rabbit. It's a little clunky. And so it takes a while to get to the numbers, and then then they start doing like the new math. <sighs> and like, yeah, seven, you know, seven times ten, seven, you know, seven times yeah. ten is seventy, and then you get to eleven. It's not just seven times eleven is seventy-seven, it's 
Seven times ten plus seven plus one. Seven times one is you know yeah seventy. Like why? Mm, why'd you do that? Yeah, yeah. Like, and they start and it's just yeah. you know, breaking it out like that. I'm like that's not necessary. No. Like <laughs> what it, this it is was, the multiplication table? Just like it was seventies. We don't need the new math yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're still using slide rules. Or something. They do a little bit of that in figure eight, like, mm. and they like usually call it, like it's a chance to work on your new math tricks. I'm like no no no. It's There's not. no tricks to math. <laughs> just. Give me the numbers. That'll get you in trouble. You start doing tricky math. <laughs> but I, I, I remember specifically as a kid, um, three and four were the ones that I just I loved. I the four-legged zoo. I loved the four-legged zoo. Yeah. I don't know why, but right. it just yeah, that one just stuck in my head. I did love that naughty number nine. It's a good song. I, yeah. It's not, not one that it had Grady Tate's voice. Yeah, you know, it's not one that I, I particularly like. You know, loved or hated or anything. It was just kind of there. But maybe know, it was the music it, in that one you liked. Yeah, and it, but I think researching it was. Put, you know, he's like smoking a cigar. Yeah. And ABC, ABC said, no, we can't do that. Right. We can't show somebody smoking. And, and they came back. It's like, well, you're not supposed to show live action people smoking in kids. But it doesn't say anything about animated animation. And so they sit and went back and forth and decided, okay, well, let's go with it. Because the cat in this is a villain. Because yeah. he's like shooting pool. He's the bad and, guy. And he's yeah. like hitting mice with the, with the, the right. pool balls. Which so is like, kind of funny. Actually. Yeah. So like, and kids aren't going to mimic... A villain, the bad guy. Yeah. So they're just going to see him as bad, and smoking is going to be and bad. Smoking is bad. Just go with that. So right. they, they never pulled it. They ran it. Yeah, it never came. Never yeah. became an issue. Standards and practices bent. Right. And said, "Okay, <laughs> All let's <right>. do it." <laughs> you got a cigar smoking cat using mice as pool balls. <laughs> but, but I do love it. It's like this Minnesota fats like. Yes, cat exactly. Playing pool. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you can emulate Minnesota fats. Yeah. Can... <laughs> but little twelve toes, I always thought was weird because like the whole. Yeah, premise of it is like, well, what if aliens had twelve fingers and toes instead of right. ten? Everything would be based around the number twelve as yeah. opposed to ten. Like, like it took mm. me a while to wrap my head around yeah. that. Too. Like, what? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Is that true? <laughs> I think the Romans would have figured that out. Yeah. <laughs> Ten's easier than twelve. <laughs> but then, what would the metric system look like if it was based on twelve? Because we use the dumb yeah. imperial system. The metric system is tens. You yeah. Know? Would it be twelves then? Yeah, they didn't go that far. Yeah, that's maybe gonna, that's in the remake that's, that's going to come my out. Brain. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, sorry, I broke Robert. But I mean, really, there's there are no clunkers in this season. I mean, no, they're, they're, they're all, all good. Fun. I mean, there's some yeah. that really stand out, but they're well, all good. and they're all three to four minutes long, so you can watch all of them in an hour. Yeah, you know, easily yeah. in under an hour. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely entertaining. Let's see, three times ten. It's <laughs> great nostalgia. Yeah, when I watch these back. You know, when we do these, I don't watch every episode. This mm -hmm. one, I watched every episode. Yeah. Because you just turn them on and you watch all of them. Yeah. Like, oh, it's great. What's the next one? What's yeah, the next one? I remember that one. I remember this one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember that. I can sing along to that. Yeah. 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 People are looking at you like, why do you sing? You remember that? Of course I do. <laughs> well, season two was grammar. Yeah. What uh, What were the highlights for well, you in grammar? Grammar was my second favorite season. Mm -hmm. um, the American History, because I'm an armchair historian, was my favorite. But mm -hmm. Grammar Rock... Some of these songs are just amazing. Um, and Noun is a Person, Place, or Thing, you know, by Lynn Ahern's was, mm -hmm. was great. Verb, It's What's Happening, has the superhero yep. also. Um, Conjunction Junction is my favorite. Yeah, with the train and the, the locking up and performed by Jack Sheldon. I like his voice. He's also the voice of Bill and I'm Just the Bill. Yep. Um, so I just love his voice and I love that song. And in fact, the Conjunction Junction music was used in a Burlington Northwestern commercial about their trains oh yeah so it was picked up by them <laughs> and interjections i didn't know this but the interjections the chorus quotes the hallelujah chorus from handel's messiah <laughs> i'm like whoa that's pretty deep <laughs> unpack your adjectives the the um woman yeah going camping with her pet turtle you know it's kind of fun to watch boy that's one big ugly bear <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're describing that's a big ugly scary bear <laughs> And The Tale of Mr. Morton is a great one, too. Because you almost feel sympathetic for Mr. Morton because yeah, he's, he's going through all this stuff. He's a sad sack. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, he's, like, he's like kind of cowardly and yep. just whining. Mr. Morton walks. Yeah, he's just pining for the neighbor neighbor lady. And... Just to pay attention to him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, but I liked it. But I, it was, he was a sympathetic character. But, you know, Conjunction Junction, Unpack Your Adjectives, and The Tale of Mr. Morton were my favorites in, yeah. in this one. They're all great, but those three really stick out to me. And then when I learned that 
Lynn Ahern's also wrote Susicle. I'm like, whoa, that woman's talented. You yeah. know, she she just didn't do this little thing. She had a lot going on. Yeah, no, the the conjunction junction. I think it's just for everybody. That's the one everybody remembers from this season. That's the standout. Yeah, right. Um, to me, the the one that I love to the point that I actually owned a T-shirt. Oh, really? That said, lolly, 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 get your oh, yeah. here with like the, the characters and everything. <laughs> yeah, I was cool. In college. I loved it. Yeah. So that one, that one, I mean, and I love the season. I I have a love for this because of like my writing background. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, the stuff just kind of eat it up. Me too, so. yeah. Um, but yeah, so lolly, lolly, lolly. Was that the one with they had like a convenience store where they were yeah. selling the, yeah. It's, yeah, it was like these yeah. three generations of people named Lolly. Right. With their store and they're yeah. selling adverbs. Uh huh. <laughs> and it's all like a big commercial. Oh, I wish I could make money selling adverbs. That'd be great. <laughs> um, Unpack Your Adjectives was another one that I loved. Um, that little girl's backpack was three times as big as her. <laughs> the size of the big, the, the big, big, ugly bear. big scary bear, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, those, those are the three that, and, and interjections actually, Going back and watching it this time, like that one's really kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of they're holding up the signs. Hey, stop! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yay! I'm for the other team. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> the little nerd kind of opens yep. up after an interception, and, uh, <laughs> and then he gets swallowed up by the home crowd. <laughs> and then they get the kid who gets the uh, the shot in, the, in his backside. And yeah, he's like, hey, hey, that hurt. <laughs> so no, I mean this is a really good one. The, the busy prepositions is ultimately kind of a. Meh. Yeah, I mean, that's a feeling. We got to do something about prepositions. And it feels older. It feels like more recent than the other ones. It mm-hmm. feels like it was a later edition. Might have, yeah. yeah. Where the Mr. Morton one actually felt like very in line with, I mean, with I the wouldn't rest have known them. until researching that it was a later one. Yeah. I mean, the animation is a little fits. crisper. Sure. But still, I mean, it just fit and like it could have been something that they made possibly they cleaned it up. But no, yeah. it, was, it really was, you know, yeah, almost 20 years later. But So what'd you like in America Rock? What did I like? Um, the shot heard around the world is the start of the revolution. Well, talk yeah. about how, how better could you concisely describe the Revolutionary War in three minutes? In three minutes. I mean, via song, it covers everything. Yeah, and does it very well. Yeah, I mean, it's so it's, it shows the Boston Tea Party. Yeah, shows Bunker Hill. Yeah. It shows the Boston Massacre. You know, it's it's, it's just, awesome. Yeah, I mean, it covers everything. It's just so entertaining. Um, the I'm just a bill, which everybody knows. Everyone knows that. And then I also love Suffer Until Suffrage. Yep. Um, I do want to point out, though. So I, I live with a woman who is very well-versed in suffer- the history of the suffrage movement. And yeah. particularly of Susan B. Anthony. Because she's a professional museum geek. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she's actually given speaches on, on sure. the women's suffrage movement. And at one point they, in, the, in this episode, they specifically reference Susan B. Anthony. And yeah. they, they mean that it's like, yeah, all these different, like, significant people throughout the suffrage moment, movement, but they mention her, and there's an image that accompanies her. And my wife is watching it, and she's like, that's not Susan B. Anthony. <laughs> and, like, she's like, they got that, that picture wrong. And when you look at it, you realize there's no way it's, it's not, Susan B. Anthony, because yeah. Susan B. Anthony has this very, like, very square jaw, very distinct jawline, right. and a very distinct nose, and this picture that they show, this woman has neither. There's other people who actually reference that image as being Susan B. Anthony. And really? So, and they're wrong. And they're wrong. Yeah, yeah. it's just, good. I mean, my, my wife actually at one time... No one had a silver dollar to check it out? <laughs> like, actually was the collections manager at Susan B. Anthony. At the Susan B. Anthony house, right? In Rochester, so she so was well aware, right? If anyone <laughs> knows, yeah. So she's like, "That's not a thing." But right. um, everything else, she's like, "Everything else is actually." We really should have well had done. her on as a guest to talk about. That. <laughs> she would have said no. Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> With but, who? No. <laughs> but this is. Uh, but but other than that, I mean, it's so well done. It's like, yeah. I mean, I never would have known it without her pointing it out. But it's yeah, it's fantastic. Um, you know, it's imperfect. The very first one, the. Um, no more kings. No more kings. I I've always had a soft spot for that one. Yeah, it's it's imperfect history, but I do like it. Yeah, well, and there's one in here that we'll need to talk about. There's two in here that we need to what, talk two, about. Okay, two. <laughs> um, I love the shot heard around the world because yeah. I'm an armchair American history buff, and I love that the revolution, pre-revolution, revolution era. The I'm just a bill mm-hmm. is great explains how a bill becomes a law very simply and you know this bill character is just great and you cheer for him at the end because he became a law yeah um spoiler alert um (laughs) and mother necessity Mm -hmm. about inventions but the one that rang true to me and and was prophetic by them was the three-ring government (laughs) 
<laughs> where they introduced the branches of the United States government and its concept of separation of powers using a three-ring circus, circus. as a model. It's not really a model. It's the truth. <laughs> I mean, there's no better way to describe the three-ring circus of <laughs> our government. It's like the, our, the current government, you know, government officials look at it and like, we should do it that way. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I just, that's how they meant it. They all grew up on Schoolhouse Rock. Like, oh, it's supposed to be a circus. It's supposed to be like this. Yeah, it's supposed to be a circus. Yeah, but uh, you know, the the shot heard around the world is is my favorite out of the whole. You yeah. know, the whole program. Yes. Um, the whole Schoolhouse Rock series. That's just my favorite one. I would be remiss without coming back and mentioning two fireworks. Um, fireworks. Fireworks and Grady Tate. The Declaration of Independence. Does a great job with that one. Yeah. And. Um, and actually, this last year, so yeah, we watched this, and then on the Fourth of July, my my youngest said, "Dad, we have to watch that." Oh, so cool. we actually it's had a new to tradition. watch just fireworks, yeah, just that one track. Sure, <laughs> the new new Independence Day yes. tradition for you. Yeah, I love it. So we're going to talk about Elbow Room. So Elbow Room was about westward expansion, and. Yes. Um, isn't it wonderful? We're, we need more room, so we're going to take over the rest of the continent, <laughs> and we're going to buy land that it's really about manifest destiny yes. and moving the Native Americans out of the way so we can yeah. expand in a cheerful way. <laughs> yeah, and even like, hey, they hired uh, Sacagawea. Like they didn't they didn't hire, hire her. her. Yeah. <laughs> they, they they actually hired her husband. Right, and then he proved to be an idiot, and she was actually like, okay, she was we'll the brains of the her. operation. <laughs> yeah, well, and they animate her standing on the bow of the boat, like she's yeah. leading them through. No, she was working for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the whole, the whole manifest destiny element at this point is. We know better now. Yeah. 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 But this is what we were taught in the yeah. 70s. Yeah. You and, know? And the, ex, you know, the, the, like, that's just the expansion. We just, we just found all this land and suddenly now this whole continent is ours. Like, yeah, it didn't happen that way. No. It, yeah. It, it, you know, it, it losses over a there very was, ugly. There was some genocide involved. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there, there wasn't a lot of talk about that. Right. Yeah. But it was, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that one was a little, watching it now as a grown-up, I was like, ooh, that was cringy. Like, yeah. they shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, and, and along the same lines, the other one that, that is cringy is the Great American Melting Pot. Yeah. It's the whole idea of the cultural assimilation and like, hey, everybody comes in and we all get along. And I mean, I think... We're all we, Americans And now. we know that, I mean, we see it clearly now. It's It has never been quite that smooth. No. And there are, uh, you know, people from, you know, all over who have come here and it, yeah yeah it has not gone well no i mean and it's, it's not an experiment it's, it, it's not to be like it's yeah again it's the experiment that you know the ideal is this great american melting pot sure and so that's what they promoted like hey this is this is the ideal but the reality unfortunately is not not the ideal yeah yeah and where it where it might work here or there it doesn't work yeah in other places and that one in particular was when everyone's jumping into the, it looked like a frying pan that they were all jumping into. It was the melting pot. But I'm like, right. oh, that makes sense. You know, they're jumping into the frying pan. <laughs> getting cooked. But there was like the same character jumping on the, the handle of the frying pan and into the water. Mm -hmm. Same animation. It was just on a loop. Yeah. It's for the same, like, like almost 30 two seconds. To, two to three second piece of animation. They just kept looping yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, this is getting old. <laughs> I got to get away from that. I don't like this idea for one. <laughs> and it's just. Okay, let's move on to the, <laughs> let's go on to elbow room. No, that's not any better. Because no. <laughs> those go back to back. That's episode six and episode yeah, seven. Yeah, episode six and seven. Yeah, they go from the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so enough said on that. But but, but for yeah. the most part, to to be fair, for the most part, I mean, and there are there are again there are twelve episodes, there, and in there that are quibbles with the the No More Kings where they talk about yeah you know, some of the. They gloss over some of the uglier parts of pilgrims coming here, yeah, and like the taxation was without, without representation, right? And, I mean, but to be fair, to tell all that information to this target audience, which mm -hmm. is like eight to ten year old kids, yeah, they're, they're not, not going to understand. No, that's over their head, and they're like, I don't yeah. understand. They're not going to understand. They taxed us so they could continue fighting the French in Canada. Yes, <laughs> so we're going to let's simplify that and yeah. move that on. Yep. So we can get to the shot around the world, and, right? You know, which was awesome. Make everybody celebrate. So. Right. Science. Uh, science rock. rock. Yeah. Science rock. A victim of gravity performed by the tokens was awesome. Mm -hmm. I love that song. I was listening to it in the car today. <laughs> you know, just like oh, I've got to dial that up. Um, and then Interplanet Janet, mm -hmm. I loved because I'm a space geek. But when I'm watching it now, it's like I read that when they released Interplanet Janet, within three months of its airing, it was obsolete because they mentioned Pluto as being the ninth and furthest planet from the sun. 
But on February 7, 1979, Pluto's orbit came closer to the sun than Neptune. So then it was really the eighth planet. And now it's not even a planet at all. Um, moved further out, and it was called a, a minor body or minor celestial body or whatever. Yeah. So there's all this. I want a shirt that says Save Pluto, you know, because I just, <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. It's the ninth planet. But yeah, it was, it's funny that. Now as an adult, I'm looking at it that way. Like, wait a minute, is Pluto? No, that's that's the wrong order. You know, it's yeah. like, it was weird. But interplanet Janet is, is a rocket that has a humanoid, it's an anthropomorphic rocket, mm-hmm. and she's got big bushy hair like a cloud, yeah. like a space cloud or something, and there's some stars floating around her. But interplanet Janet was cool. Oh, I loved interplanet Yeah, she just so zips much. around the universe. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's... Of all she the... gets... Go ahead. Of all the science ones, that's the one that, that has stuck in my head the most over the over time. Yeah. Electricity, of course, but Interplanet Janet Moore, yeah. surprisingly. So now that I watched it, this when she gets this autograph from the sun, I'm like, well, of course the sun's a big star. Yeah. And you get autographs from big stars. <laughs> you know, I'd never put that together before. Yeah. You know, he or she or they is a star. Uh, I'm like, well, yeah, that makes sense now. <laughs> like, I can't believe I never caught that before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it never dawned on me until I watched it back yeah. on this. And well, and it, and what watching it again too. The one thing I immediately remembered as I'm watching it is like she's like sitting looking through like a, a telescope, yeah, like at other planets. Like there's never been a planet Janet hasn't seen, and you see like it's like this moon, and it turns around the faces there, and he says, "Hi, Janet." Yeah, <laughs> just like they're old pals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she, she's not going to visit him. She's just going to like she's going to look at him, like yeah. keeping distance from that dude. <laughs> He's, he's a little gaseous. He's like, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Hi, Janet. Yeah. And Energy Blues with Jack mm-hmm. Sheldon. Energy, mm-hmm. I think we're running out of. They have this, he explains energy and if how energy is generated. And as the superhero from the from the adverb thing, cranking the... Yeah. They've got, if we had a big superhero could crank the generator around forever, then we'd have all the electricity we need, but we got to use water and wind and everything else. Right. But I'm like, oh, it's like a cameo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we, they we've used, got our superhero. We've Let's got bring a him superhero. In. Let's do it. But yeah, that one's great because he's a real baritone voice and, you know, yeah. it's, it was true in 1970s and true yeah, now. We're still to, facing yeah. the same problems. Yeah. But if we just had that superhero, could just sit there yeah. and spin that thing. It'd be perfect. <laughs> just got to get more verbs. There you go. Um, and then The Greatest Show on Earth. You want to tell us about that one? That has an interesting little yeah, history to it. Well, and so it originally entitled The Greatest Show on Earth. And it, then it got pulled um, in about 1987 because Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey Circus looked at it and said, yeah, you're using our tagline, so we're going to sue you for copyright infringement right um basically trademark i should say it was like they they had a trademark on it so um so it was pulled yeah like it's not going to air again um they actually pulled it from any like any pending vhs releases eventually um during the uh, so it was mostly through the 90s eventually like dvd they, they put out the whole series and uh, included it as a the, a lost episode, yeah, and just changed the name to the weather song, the weather song. So yeah. then they could use it. So now, like if you look at it on Disney Plus, it's there, and it's just called the weather song. It's not called the greatest show, the greatest on show Earth. on earth. Yeah, but I, I, watching that one again, I just thought it was funny because it, it's that, and then we'll get to the other one that where it's it's kind of like this carnival barker. And he's talking right. about the weather, and then he's got these three women who come running on, and they're just like long-legged, Long-legged and they're like, like in broads, swimsuits. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, oh like, yeah. Like, do you need eye candy? I'm schoolhouse <laughs> rock? It's to a little weird. weather? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little creepy, but... Yeah. Know. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I love electricity. Um, electricity, electricity, to get it right. Yeah. It's two words. Two uh, words. I did like the, I mean, Interplanet Janet we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And then also I liked um, the them not so dry bones. Again, Jack, with the dancing skeleton. Jack Sheldon yeah. does such a good job with that one too. And it's kind of using that existing song, that dem bones, dem bones, and then yep. they kind of like put a twist on it yeah. with like a, a male quartet singing it. Sure. it's yeah. It can almost be their Halloween episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with the skeleton. Yeah, like yeah. this little kid skeleton just kind of yep. walking around, yep. <laughs> jaws bouncing up and down. <laughs> no, those are. I mean, again, some really good ones. There's really no, no clunkers or yeah. Anything there's like no that. dogs it's, in that science no. rock one. They're great. 
So we Dude, the circulation was like a, a, a song, you know, like a song instruct dance instruction yeah. thing. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, no, some really good stuff. And then we get into season five. And... Season five, Computer Rock, which the <sighs> the animation changed a little bit on season five. Yeah, they, they dealt it almost like as its own thing. Yeah, because like, the character, the Scooter, scooter computer, computer, looked more like a boy than the the previous drawings of, of people mm-hmm. that they've had in these because he was proportionally correct. Mm-hmm. You know, the other ones weren't yeah. at all. You know, like in Unpack Your Adjectives, that woman's shoes were as big as her whole body, <laughs> you know. And she had no legs. She just had big shoes, right. you know. But this guy was driving, riding around on a skateboard and he had a baseball cap on backwards and he looked more like a, a boy. You can relate um, to the kids a little bit more. A little right? more, yeah. He's talking about real things like computers. Right. yeah not ridiculous stuff like the preamble right (laughs) and the computer had the monochrome screen which is perfect for the early 80s you know Mm. yeah and uh, mr chips was the computer yeah and he rolled around on wheels too you know i'm only as smart as the people who program me (laughs) but it was kind of prophetic i'm watching that from the 80s and they they kind of lean towards the difference between a person and a machine Mm -hmm. and now we've got ai and we're dealing with that now you right. know, what what is a person and what is a machine you know yeah. so I, I thought that was interesting that like 30 years later it's it's still makes sense kind yeah. of if you look at it that way then they have the episodes on hardware software and then the number cruncher those are ones i watched i'm like okay i get it you know they yeah. they didn't really catch me the, the songs weren't that great it was more there was a lot more conversation in those and a lot yeah. more monologue stuff that I didn't. It felt more like something you'd watch in a in a classroom. Yeah, like just like oh yeah, like those mini film strips or something like that. Sure, yeah. Because like, a lot more talking, less 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 songs, less entertainment. Yeah, really. Yeah, it, was it wasn't that kind of, good. And uh, that's forgettable. Yeah, and it didn't last long. So yeah, yeah. Um, then we get into Money Rock, which was season six. That was the the nineteen ninety kind of revival of it, if you will. Um, yeah. For me. Every single one of these is kind of forgettable. Yep. Um, the one, the one that that jumps out at me is I mean, we just talked about with the weather man, with the weather yeah. song, the tax man Max. Yeah. Is again, he's like he's more like a, a vaudeville guy. Yeah. And again, he's got three scantily clad women running around singing with him. Like, right. why? Why, why is need this, this a thing? Yeah. I wonder if the animator was the same person who did the weather show. You know. <laughs> you know what? I love that weather. I love one. this weather one. I'm going to put these babes in a different one too. <laughs> Like who? Who's the creep that did that one? Bring him back and bring him back for <laughs> Taxman Max. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it had the you know the vaudeville guy, just like the the weather show guy. So it was, it was almost like a remake of mm. of weather show. Yeah, I was with you too. I'm like, whoa, where where did they come from? <laughs> is this the Pitbull concert or is this <laughs> Money Rock? And the Tyrannosaurus debt that I wanted to mention that one because they have this big red, white, and blue. Tyrannosaurus Rex over the Capitol is eating all the money, you know, and it, yeah. it does a good job of explaining debt and how it started to pay for the Revolutionary War and just has grown from there. But at the very end, if you catch it, the, the Tyrannosaurus Rex is trying to eat everything and his shadow comes over the bill sitting on the steps of the Capitol and he gets up and runs away. And I'm like, oh my God, that was the bill from <laughs> I'm Just a Bill. He's still sitting there. But it was just fun to see that cameo from from way back in season two, you know, mm-hmm. show up in this. So he didn't have any lines. He just had a quick little right. cameo, but it was, it was fun to see that. I, and I'll, I'll confess the 12 episodes that went with earth, earth rock, earth rock. I didn't watch a single one of them. Those are not, uh, I think those are, I believe because they were direct to video. Yeah. They're only available on YouTube right now. Yep. Um, so I, I did not take the time to go and research those after, after the money rock. I'm like, yeah, yeah had enough. <laughs> we're good. I did a little work on season seven earth rock because when I was researching the singers, I came across the name Eric Weisberg. Mm-hmm. He was on the trash can band episode three, the trash can band. He's not known for this, but what he is known for is his most popular work dueling banjos oh he's the guy who did dueling banjos interesting and then episode two the little things we do is all about you know turn off lights and save electricity and say recycle and do it was a um they brought back mr morton and Mm -hmm. it was mr morton and his family 
with all the little things they could do. So it turns out Mr. Oh. Morton hooked up with the neighbor lady and had a family. Yeah, well, that, that's yeah. how the, that's how the Mr. Morton went. How it they, ends. They, they run off on the bus. It's yeah. like the end of The Graduate. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so now he's got a little family, and they brought Mr. Morton back. So I thought that was really cool. And then I had to watch Don't Be a Carbon Sasquatch, just because I, <laughs> I think Bigfoot is funny. Um, but it was like all about don't be a huge consumer, you know, big... Big yeah. consumer of carbon. Don't be a, a Sasquatch about it. But I didn't watch all of them um, in season seven because I was over it. Yeah. But but those three things, you know, the dueling banjos guy, Mr. Morton has a family, um, and then the Sasquatch thing, yeah. I thought were good. Well, I might have to go back and watch the little things we do. They're gonna yes check out how see how Mr. Morton's doing. Oh yeah, see yeah. How, how Morton and Pearl get along. Here. Yep. So yeah, this was super fun. I'm glad we decided to do this one because yeah. it really was a trip down memory lane. Because you know some of the the episodes we've done, you know, I had never seen the cartoon before. Like Jim, I never watched any of that. But mm -hmm. to go back and watch it, I didn't have that memory right to go on. But this one, I definitely had memory to go on. Yeah. Um, and singing these songs and and seeing the t-shirts and all the the mer they actually did merchandise with these. Um. I don't know if it was during the show or if they're nostalgic shirts, mm -hmm. but you still see people wearing them. Yeah. You know, it's it's really retro now. Yeah, you still see the bill. Just, and, and even like, the, especially the, the I'm Just a Bill has been referenced so many times in pop culture. And sure. The best one, as always, is the Simpsons with their uh, yeah. the amendment to be. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to make it legal to, uh, for the police to beat on hippies. Yes. <laughs> Oh, gosh, great. Yeah, he's definitely ensconced in pop culture. Yeah. For sure, the bill. We should try to get Mr. Morton in pop culture somehow. We there should to, be more Mr. Morton. There should be more Mr. Morton in your world. Uh, sure. I'm kind of curious how long uh, Lolly's stayed open. Yeah. <laughs> Did they fall victim to the COVID closings, you know? <laughs> People just aren't using adverbs like they used to anymore. Right. <laughs> it's a darn shame. <laughs> what kind of shame? A darn shame. <laughs> Sounds more fun than just it's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So kind of looking at it, what's uh what's the good for you? For the good for me is that the music is awesome. Mm -hmm. The lyrics are awesome. And the education was good. Mm -hmm. I mean, like we we explained like to explain the American Revolution in three minutes, it's hard to do. Yeah. And they did it really well. Um I loved that. I just the songs the music and the education was yeah top. And the, the performances too right, on top of right it, they're just so good and i mean you can't imagine these songs being performed by other people or indifferently than they were right i mean it's just uh, i mean between the performance and obviously the music direction by duro throughout yeah. was just on the nose and consistent for yeah ever you yeah. know throughout all of except for the computer one yeah. pretty consistent yeah 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 um how about your bad the bad um even for the 70s, I thought the animation was kind of lazy mm -hmm. in parts where they were just like line drawings on a monochrome background in a lot of them. Like, eh. But they kept that style. So yeah, that was the style they were going for. But it was like, you know, I had to come to grips with this is more about the song and the education than it is the animation. Mm -hmm. The animation is just a way to get it on TV. Right. But I was a little disappointed in it. I mean, mm -hmm. so if I had to find a bad... I guess I'm not saying that it's bad animation. I just didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, and in some cases, it's overly simple. Right. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. It's just yeah. like, eh, they've mailed that in. <laughs> yeah. And and it, for me, I, for the, the I, I'll go with that. And I'd also say that, like I said, money's forgettable to me. Like that whole season. That whole season, like, yeah. I, it doesn't need to exist in my in my world right I'm good without it but yeah um i really couldn't find a lot of bad though yeah i mean, it, I mean even, even the money it being forgettable it's not it's not terrible terrible yeah. it's no. just it's just not good enough it's not up to par to everything else that, that, that we've seen out. yeah and then how about your ugly the ugly the waxing over the genocide in <laughs> elbow room that was ugly yeah. even for 1976 that was ugly i mean come on yeah yeah, there there had to be a better way to explain that, or just not do it. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Just skip it. Yeah, elbow room and Great American Melting Pot are the two that just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Just well, what's great. next? Are they going to do one in the Civil War? You know, how would have that gone over? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and like I said, the timing of that in the seventies—that's where you start to see a lot of this additional. You know, it's not just like the same basic history. That yeah. Everybody, it, it's like more information. You know. There was more information on more perspectives and more, you know, people are realizing that history is not just this one track. There's yeah. all these other perspectives and, and experiences and that, 
yeah kind of there are other stories going, here yeah, at yeah. a time they kind of you know I, it, to a point i get it that you know, know your audience your audience is not you know mm-hmm. college educated you know looking for some discourse on, right on uh, our history it's more like hey this is this is really what, quick. This is what happened. Um, so if you have a test on it, you might remember something. You might remember Jefferson and Lewis <laughs> and Clark and Sacagawea, you yeah. know, and the Louisiana Purchase. Do you yes. remember that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because we're sitting here in Iowa, part of the Louisiana Purchase, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. But 50 years that. later, it, it looks you know, it looks really bad. Yeah. Through a 50-year 50, 50 lens, it's like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. On your scale of 0 to 10. 0 to 10? I'm, I give it a 9 just because yeah. I loved it. I had to knock it down a little bit for the animation and a little bit for the ugliness of, mm-hmm. of the waxing over that uh, elbow room thing. So, yeah, I'm at a solid nine um, and on the upper side of nine. Yeah. And I really enjoyed this. I think it holds up. I think kids watch it today would still get it mm-hmm. um, and would still learn something from it. So that says a lot for 50 years ago, yeah. you know, to be able to teach these lessons in three three to four minutes it's, it's it's still pretty cool to me no i'm i'm right with you nine was nine is where i came in um just because i mean and it's the strength of those first four seasons alone i mean yeah you can't really knock them down that much i mean right. anything else is just i mean you realize that it was you know 20 years later when they added money and yeah. then even more when they added the other one so they're kind of like Hey, great. Let's add these here too. But I mean, when you really look at the first four seasons, there's really, like I said, there's two ugly. Yeah. And for that time Out and everything. Batman. All the things that could have done wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or subjects yeah. that could have touched. In, yeah. Yeah. And they hold up. I mean, even now, like, I think they're, yeah, it's still catchy. It's still really entertaining. And yeah. yeah. And your kids love it. Yeah. Today. My youngest still, yeah. She still, yeah. we watched her, sat, sat through all of them. And like I said, she recalled the fireworks that we have to watch that one again. Perfect. So yeah. So yeah. she's. She's in on it. So, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is great. I'm glad we did this and to celebrate their 50th anniversary. You know, well done. All right. So next time. Next time, I think we should do the Flintstones. I think you're right. Meet think, the Flintstones. I think it's time. Yeah. Yeah, it's time. They're a modern Stone Age family, <laughs> and I've got a story to tell about that. My brother pointed out to me that they're a modern Stone Age sure. family. And how much sense does that make? So, yeah, well, that'll be next time. We'll, we'll dive into the Flintstones. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I can't it's, promise I'll watch all the episodes because there's a lot of them. It's five seasons, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, there's a bit. several episodes. But I've seen most of them. Yeah. If not all of them. Yeah, so. So it'll come back to me quickly. Yeah. yeah. So, though, until next time. Well, I hear Mom. I think it's time for us to go outside. So that means cartoon time is over. I'm John. I'm Robert. And this is Toon Talk. Hey, thanks for listening. If you want more Toon Talk, you can find us on Twitter at Toon Talk Guys. Or if you've got questions, comments, or suggestions, you can email us at toontalkguys at gmail.com.